when the Lord gave me what I'm going to say today, I argued with him because I said, now, Lord, we're going to have visitors and vacation Bible school, parents coming. We've got all kind of stuff happening today. I'm not sure about this, but he reassured me in my prayer today. I will speak today from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. I will not be long, but I want to convey to you what I feel is the heart of God today. The Bible said, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. One translation says it this way, things that are seen don't last forever, but things that are not seen are eternal. That's why we keep our mind on the things that cannot be seen. My subject on this Sunday morning is a very sobering thought. I would ask that you give me your undivided attention for the next few minutes and let's see what God will say to us before we leave this house. Does anybody here want to go to heaven? You got up this morning. You could have went anywhere. You could have done a lot of things. But you chose to be in the house of God today. And it tells me that you want to go to heaven. Amen. I can't answer for you. I can only answer for me. I want to go. I'm speaking today on this subject. Have you thought about eternity lately? You may be seated. We live very, very close to two worlds. There's the physical world, and there's the spiritual. We understand the physical much more than we understand the spiritual because we live in it daily, and and it just has become a part of life. We see the physical world, but we don't always see the spiritual world with the human eye. In the physical world, we have five senses. We taste, we touch, we hear, we smell, we see. And those senses are continuously being stimulated by our physical world. We have a greater understanding about that world because of those five normal physical senses. We understand that there are laws in the physical world that control our lives. There is the law of gravity. You know what that is. If you let something go, unless it's lighter than the air around it, it's going to fall to the ground. One saying is, what goes up, you said it, must come down. It's a very common law, and we live to understand that. If I touch a hot stove, My sentry preceptors in my hand pull back 
because it shoots a message to my brain that that's hot. And the laws of physical nature tells me that will burn you, that will hurt you. In the physical world, we see beautiful sights, breathtaking sights. I've seen the majestic snow-capped mountain ranges, the sunset on the beach, the sunrise on a lake, the monumental skyscrapers of the New Yorks and Chicago's of our world, the Great Wall of China that thousands of miles long. There's some physical sights. And then there's momentous times that affects our physical man. We get all emotional at things like graduations or by a hospital bedside or when a baby's born, when son or daughter comes home for a holiday or the grandkids come to your house. Somebody put on, on, on Facebook a couple of days ago, a woman coming in to her old grandpa sitting in a chair and said, have we been burglarized? He said, no, the grandkids came over. But it's a joy to grandparents. So we, we respond to the physical. We respond to those things. When it's rainy, it feels gloomy. When it's sunny, it feels happy. When we go to work, we don't always like that. When we have to go sometime. We're sad, but when we get to go to the lake, we're glad. And we, we respond to the physical nature around us. Just stay with me, if you will, because these two worlds you live in are very important. We are creatures of the physical to an extent that we're controlled by our physical world day to day. And we respond to it. And we know the boundaries in which we can operate in the physical world. But I've come today to talk to you and to remind you that there is another world. It's just as real as your physical world is that you woke up in this morning. You may not see it right now, but you will. You may not hear it right now, but you will. You may not even feel it right now, but you will. Because just as real as your physical world, there is a spiritual world that is busy and thriving and moving around you every day of your life. It was Jesus that said, talked about the two worlds when he said in Matthew 6, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor, moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, what world that's in, whatever is it the physical or the spiritual, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And so he separated the two worlds he separated them into two categories. The physical, where things will rust and where things can be stolen and things can fade away. But the spiritual is where things never grow old and they can't be stolen from you and they will never fade away. He was trying to give us a glimpse 
into the things that are most important in our lives as far as the worlds that we live in. He said, whatever you build in this world, it's not going to amount to anything. It's going to eventually fade away. But when you invest in the spiritual world, you're investing in eternity. It will live on and on and on and on. Jesus was trying to give us a peek into the eternal into what we know and we commonly think of as eternity. And when we speak the word eternity, it, 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 it's, it's bigger than our minds can conceive. It's bigger than what we've ever thought about because there is no time and time does not exist in eternity. Eternity is not without, it's without a beginning and it's without an end. It existed before you got here and it will go on and on after you are physically gone from this earth. It will exist. It is immeasurable. As a matter of fact, in Webster's definition, he said this, he said, eternity is the endless time after a person dies. So, according to our own dictionary, not our Bible, our dictionary, your eternity begins when your physical world ends. And that's what matters most. Even this world Renowned dictionary admits there's an eternity waiting on every person when this physical life is done. It's immeasurable, the time of eternity. I've heard all kind of illustrations about eternity. But let me just, let me just tell you one that I, I thought was so, so moving and so real. One writer said, if a sparrow would get a grain of sand from the earth, and take it to the moon, deposit it there, and come back for another, and deposit it there. Until he had taken every grain of sand upon Mother Earth and put it upon the moon, eternity would just begun. It's forever. It doesn't have an ending. It's immeasurable. So I'm here to preach to you that there is such a thin wall separating you from eternity. When it's all said and done, what have you done for yourself to prepare yourself for the world that is to come? I, I weighed all this out in my mind through the night and this morning early and even this week. It's been on my mind. You, you don't have to ask a person twice about things that we enjoy. We, we can't hardly wait for a vacation. We can't hardly wait for an outing or a getaway. We can't hardly wait to spend time with our friends. You don't have to ask twice what people are doing for their retirement while I'm pursuing and I, I have an IRA and I've, I've invested in a long-term life policy and I'm playing the stock market, God help you right now. I'm holding on to my bonds. I'm, I'm preparing for tomorrow. You don't even have to ask people twice what they're doing in their career. Oh, oh, I'm going to get a good education. Young people, listen to me. Go do that. Get your master's degree. Go high as you can go. Go up the ladder in the company. Go and make good of yourself and, and get the job 
you desire and, and work day and night and, and put everything into that. You can put into it. But while you're putting, don't forget that the world you're living in is a dressing room for the next world. And what's going to happen in the future is that we are going to live forever somewhere. I'm going to buy land. I'm going to invest in this. I'm going to take my family here. I'm going to have X number of children. I'm going to leave them with this heritage. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. We attend seminars and conferences and classes and we study books and we, le we learn how to do certain things and we become educated. But have you, have you thought about eternity lately? Have you thought about your children where they're going to spend eternity? Because I got some ruthless things to tell you today, but it's straight out of the Word of God. There's only two places that a man can go to live forever, and one of them is hell, and the other one is heaven. And you got a choice today where you're going to spend either one. I'm not here talking about just endless time. I'm not here today just to talk to you about physical worlds and spiritual worlds. I'm here to talk to you about your money is going to melt away. Your house is going to go. Your car is going to break down. It's going to fade away. It won't last forever. Your clothes are going to wear out. Your shoes are going to wear out. But your soul is going to live forever. Your soul is going to spend eternity with or without God. Your soul is not going to die. The Bible said, talking about hell, it said, where the fire is not quenched and the worm dieth not. I'm sorry, I don't believe you go to hell and burn up. I believe hell is for eternity. It is weeping. I'm quoting scripture. There is weeping. There is wailing. There is gnashing of teeth in the bottomless pit called hell. You don't want to go there, honey. So I advise you as a pastor on this Sunday morning to be thinking about eternity today. It's not right for us to breeze through life and enjoy all God has given us and forget about where we're going. Because whether you want to or not, whether you desire to or not, everybody is going to live somewhere throughout the endless ages of eternity. And my job this morning is to try to get somebody to realize that it's more to it than meets this eye. There's more to it than what you can see. There's more to it than what you can accomplish in this world. There's more to it than what you can build. There's more to it than what you can save or store up. There's more to it than what you can buy. That's why Paul said the things that you see are not here. They're just temporal. They're, they're, they're not going to be here forever. But the things you can't see, he said, that's where your mind's got to be. That's where your desire's got to be. That's where you can, can I just preach a little bit today? I don't want to make you mad at me, but I want to stir you. I ask God to let a holy conviction come into this room on this Sunday morning. I want to be stirred, and I want you to be stirred. Because let me tell you, I want to live good in this life. I want to have good. I want my kids to have good. I want my grand. 
me tell you what I told the Lord this morning. God, if we don't have a dime to our name, if we don't succeed in the world's eyes, if we don't have anything else, Lord, save my family, save myself, save my children, save my grandkids, God. Save those around me and save us all, Lord, because that is what matters most. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, I'm not trying to be critical. We got churches that you won't ever hear about hell. We got preachers that won't even mention hell, Brother Eric. We got people that will pat you on the back. Look, I'm all about faith. I'm all about, I'm all about success. I'm all about God doing good stuff. I'm all about you can make it. I'm all about how to succeed. I'm all about the things that he taught in his book about how we think and how we live and how our mind should be. And I'm all about that. But the reality of it is everything that we do according to the word of the Lord is temporal. Everything that we're doing here and we see here and we enjoy here is just for the moment. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, we better think about eternity and we better get our lives in order because we are going to spend eternity somewhere. It's forever and forever. So what if you become the CEO of your corporation? So what if you never have to work again after retirement? So what if you become the top in your field? So what if you become an NFL or an NBA player? So what if you are a Harvard graduate or, or some other known renowned school? So what if every convenience there is is offered to you? Then what? Then what? Because rich men die and poor men die. CEOs die. Your money can't buy you eternity. Your prestige, your popularity, your social life, it's the physical world. But I want you to deal in your mind today. Here's what I ask myself today. Lord, if you come today, if you take me out. Look, I'm one year away. No, I'm, I'm, I'm ten months away from the promise of God being fulfilled in my life. Because he said three score and ten years is a man promised. But if by reason of strength, I hope I have reason of strength. I'm like my dad, he used to say he's probably about the age I am, I said, how old are you? they'd say, how old are you, Daddy? He said, I'm middle age because I hadn't lived half as long as I intend to. So I'm, I'm middle age today. But the facts are we got to face reality. And ladies and gentlemen, it's not fun to face reality because we don't like to think about the coming of the Lord and we don't like to think about our funerals and we don't, we don't like to think about what's going to happen to us. 
our physical world, we just surround ourselves and try to keep everything positive. And, 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 and I like that. We, we, we try to do everything. Look, I, I, there's nothing I love any more than just being with my wife and my kids. And I'm a family guy. I, I don't have to have a whole lot of other stuff. Just put me out there and let's cook a hot dog or a hamburger. Let's go on a little trip. Let's enjoy life. Let, that, that's, that's all good. That's all good, but my family, some of them are here today, some of them are not. But let me just tell you this, there's nothing more important than making sure that if the trumpet sounds right now, and if I don't make it home through the interstate today, and my life would be snatched away, there's nothing more important than me having it right with God. Because when I step out of here, Brother Hodge, I'm stepping over there, and what's going to happen? Am I going to him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant? That's what I want to hear him say. What am I going to meet when I cross to the other side? That's why I said this morning, I don't care what you think about me today. I'm not preaching for you. I'm preaching because God told me what to preach. I'm not really worried about how you feel about me right now. But here's what I want to tell you. I told the Lord, God, you take every envy. You take every strife, you take every malice, you take every confrontation, you take every ounce of worldliness, you take every stitch of carnality, you get everything out of me today that's unlike you. I want my heart clean, God. I don't want to have to meet you knowing what I know and having something down in here. I don't hate one soul. I don't have one thing against one soul. I'm going to tell you again, I laid it on the altar today, and I said, Lord, you're in charge here. Do you have to make some decisions or do you have to do some things sometimes that are not popular and do you have to do some things on your job you don't like? Yeah, but you can't let anything rule your spirit because the spirit of the man is the candle of the Lord. And if you're going to be right with God, you've got to get it down in here and you've got to be sure you walk upright before the Lord Jesus in order for him to say, well done. Your spiritual condition today is more important than your health. It's more important than your toe ache. It's more important than your ailment. Sister Gill, I see you this morning. I read your post. It said, above everything else, I want to make it. That lady's been through a lot. She's had cancer. She's recuperating. God's with her. Bless you, Sister Gill. But when I read that, I thought to myself, that's what I want to do. I want to make it. I don't want to come up short. I don't want to leave anything undone. Let me tell you, there's no habit. There's no addiction. I'm preaching to you today. There's no family matter. There's nothing that ought to keep us from being right with God. There's no hobby. There's no job. There's no like or dislike. There is nothing that ought to keep us from being right with God. Pray past your, your problems, 
your emotions. Pray past all of that and say, God, the bottom line here, you don't get this kind of preaching everywhere else, and I know what I'm talking about, but I want to stir this congregation today. I want you to hear the word of the Lord. What's most important is not your physical world. He's not real worried about what kind of dog you have, what kind of car you ride in, what kind of house you live in, what kind of shoes you have on today. That's not what God is worried about. What he wants you to do is to make sure your soul is ready for eternity. Jesus told a parable in Luke 14 about eternity. He said this, and I hurried to a close. He said, a certain man made a great supper and bade many. He sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, that's the church, come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first one said unto him, I, I bought a piece of ground and I need to go see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I bought five yoke of oxen and I, I got to go prove them. And so I pray thee would have me excused. And another said, I've married a wife and therefore I cannot come. He probably had the greatest excuse. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, I want you to go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, I want you to go into the highways and to the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. The bottom line is, is he's going to have a church and you got a choice if you're going to sit at the marriage supper of the Lamb. you got a choice if you're going to dine with the king or you're going to fall into the darkness and the bottomless pit of hell for eternity. Have you thought about it lately? Stand with me all over this house. Bow your heads in this place, if you will. I ask you to just stay with me for another moment or two while God speaks to our heart. In your mind, you may have tomorrow planned. You may have next week planned. In a few days, I have plans to go on a little trip with my family. I got stuff in my life and I I know what's going to happen. I have a calendar in my phone just like you do. I went to the eye doctor this week, and they handed me a card for a year away. They said, here's your appointment so we know when that's going to be. 
but life is like water spilled on the ground. Life is like a vapor. It's here and then it's gone. I have no promise of one day. I have no promise of next year. So I come to appeal to you on this Sunday morning. Don't leave God out of your plans. Don't leave the most important thing undone. Plan your vacation. Plan your retirement. Get your education and get a good job. Young people, do whatever you can do to make life better for you. But in all of your getting, don't forget that in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the church is going to be gone. You could leave this life. Something could happen in a moment. And then, and then, what about eternity? Have you thought about it lately? With every head bowed and every eye closed in this room today, I wonder if there's anybody in this room today that will meet me at the altar and just say, Pastor, I want to be sure today. I may have left some things undone in my life. I may not be right where I need to be. I got to get it right with God. God has to become a priority with me again. God has to wipe away those things that are carnal. He's got to remove some hate out of me today. He's got to remove some malice out of me today. He's got to remove some contention out of me today. He's got to remove some things so that I can be right. I got to be right. I got to stand before God because I read it in the book this morning that we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ and we shall give an answer for the good and the bad that we have done. Who's coming to pray today that says, I want to make sure, I want to be sure that I'm ready to stand before God and spend eternity, spend eternity with God. The Holy Ghost is speaking right now. All over this house, the Lord is speaking right now. The Lord is talking to us right now. You know yourself. You know your heart. You know your own mind. You know your own life. I'm not pointing to you in judgment today. I'm preaching to you from the Word of the Lord. And He said, you tell them this. They need to consider eternity. Every move you make, every breath you take, everything you do, every place you go, everything that's said, everything that comes off the tip of your tongue, every place that you involve yourself in, it matters concerning eternity. Is there anybody here today that just, look, God's not a hard taskmaster. He just wants you to repent of your sins. He wants you to be forgiven today. He wants the blood of Jesus to wipe you clean today. All you have to do is come today and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, wash me. And God will not only forgive you of your sin, 
but he will baptize you with his spirit today. Who in this building right now would say I'm coming today because I want to consider eternity again today?